This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Everybody hurts sometimes. We move on here on ESPN 1000 a little bit after 9 a.m. Jesse Rogers, Jeff Miller sitting in for Cap and Jay Hood. They'll be here at 1 o'clock. It's possible you haven't heard the news over the last, you know, 12 to 18 hours. Jeff Dickerson, our great Bears reporter, colleague and friend, passed away yesterday after a year-long battle with cancer. And we're talking about him. We're celebrating his life. We're mourning his loss. We'll do it all day today. Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen will be here at 10. And Captain Jay Hood, as I mentioned, at 1. Fred Hubner comes in at 4. Bleck and Abdallah at 6. And I was thinking about this, Jeff, just now during the break. Mm-hmm. There's three people at this radio station that work closely and directly with the great Dion Miller from ABC7. And two of them are going to be talking to her right now. You on the pregame show, and then I, I, she has the honor of holding my hand <laughs> as I do some Cubs reports for ABC7. And the third person, of course, was Jeff Dickerson. Dion, I know you and Jeff were close. Uh, yeah. You guys covered the Bears so well on ABC7. And um, you didn't have to hold Jeff's hand. He was really good at it, wasn't he? I did it. I did it. Sometimes I was like, "He's going to take my job." Like he was just—he <laughs> was so—he was so good, and he cared so much about it being done the right way. And never would he be at a stadium working for ABC Seven and not call me and communicate what his thoughts were and what he thought he was going to do his story on, and making sure we were all on the same page. And I just appreciated that so much because on-air broadcasting was not his like over television was not his first love. He was radio and he and writing and he wanted to do it so well. And you would never have known what he was dealing with behind the scenes. And it, I, I mean, I knew because we were close friends and to see how gracefully and how um, courageously he just kept right on going for that sweet little boy. Like, I just, um, I'm really at a loss for this one, guys. I, I could not sleep overnight. Um, it's been, it's just, my heart is so heavy. That family has been through so much, and um, I just want i want to celebrate his incredible life because he was incredible. Everything everybody says about him is so true. Um, he was one of my first friends when I moved to Chicago a decade ago, and then we just got closer as we worked together with ABC7, and I just, he was such a special individual. One of the things I love so much about him, he loved, like, great food and great wine. <laughs> like, he loved that, and so him and I connected immediately on that. But, man, did he love to spoil his family with incredible vacations. He was always telling me about all these places that they were going and how wonderful they were and wanting me to experience the same things. And I just loved that about him, how much he loved, he adored his wife and wanted to spoil her. And his whole world was that sweet Parker. And um, I just, um, my heart is just really heavy today. I know, Dean, I'm right there with you. Um, Some of my favorite moments from the last year have been the pregame show that you and I have shared with him when we'd bring him on. The first couple months, and JD would you know fill us in on what was going on at Soldier Field, or more what were I guess more entertaining to me was on the road when he would give us the insight what was happening. And I remember <laughs> the first show we did, uh, the Bears were uh, opening up at Los, in Los Angeles 
SoFi Stadium. And JD gave us all the ins and outs, the details, taking it in. It was his first time checking it out, obviously, in person. And he was going on and on, giving us the details about what it was like to be there and the press box. And then he was telling us about the candy spread and how he was going to sneak some home to Parker. And it was – it was forget. I don't know what was going on with the Bears that day. I don't know who was inactive. But it was those moments that always you know, made brought a big smile to my face was JD – you could hear the enthusiasm when he would talk about Parker. And he just, for whatever he was, as good as he was as a reporter, he was so much better a person and mm-hmm. the best, absolute best father. He was. So I think what, what had listeners and viewers really endeared to him, just how real he was, right? Like he was so honest in his, in his approach to the Bears and what he, what he wanted to say about them, very matter-of-fact, very business like without the emotion of like that fan that went up and down all the time and he just he just had a way with his words that will be so greatly missed and you're right his his son Parker is exactly one week older than my son and so we we bonded a lot about the same stages of life that they were in together and doing travel baseball and trying to like just set our kids up for success and that's all he wanted I mean he told me routinely that Parker has to be on the golf course before breakfast, before school, he has to hit a bucket of balls, and then he's got to go to the batting cage. And <laughs> as hard and and once Caitlin passed, I mean, our last conversation, guys, was just man, it feels like yesterday. It was just a couple of weeks ago. We were walking in a house hall together, and he looked at me, and and he was honest. He said, "It's not good." And he, and he said, "He's like, do I look like it? Like I don't like I'm not doing well?" I was like, "Not at all. Like I don't think I could have even told." And he said, "The hardest thing is that I'm doing it all by myself, and I just wanted to." scoop the two of them up and be like I'll, I'll i'll do it i'll take care of you i'll fix it um because i just didn't want to see my friend hurting and it's just been really hard to know that he's been alone for two years and holding up the both of them while he was fighting this it's just it's unthinkable you guys like i can't totally wrap my brain about around the reality of that, it. It that's, just that, yeah real. that's what waddle texted me last week it, it, our brains can't comprehend this we it, it's uh-uh. impossible to process uh, both him, him and his wife passing of cancer within two years of each other and, and leaving this wonderful, wonderful son um, behind who we, we will all take care of. And yeah. he's going to be he is a great kid, but he's going to grow into even a greater, you know, teenager and adult, I'm sure, because there's a lot of love around. Um, Dion, did he have you, you? You talked to him, saw him more. I, I texted, called him a little bit here and there. Uh, did he have you convinced he would beat it? Because he certainly had me convinced. I think he believed, he truly believed it until very recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, he called me, I want to say, last Tuesday? Last month. It felt like, it feels like a minute ago, but I think it was last Monday or Tuesday. And because I had texted him and he knew once, once I heard of his diagnosis, you guys, I mean, you both know I'm kind of an emotional person, but once I knew of his diagnosis, I literally couldn't have conversations with him without starting to cry. Hmm. And so I texted him and just said, I'm hearing things are not good. I want to take it all away. Help, you know, whatever. He called me and he said, listen to my voice. Do you hear me? Dion, I'm fine. I'm calling you to calm you down. I mean, immediately he was like, it's going to be fine. As as so many of us have said, he kept saying, I just got to make it to the 28th. I just got to make it to the 28th. And I kept telling him, I said, Jeff. I am believing with you for miracles on miracles. You will do this. And I just chose to stay as positive as he did. Um, but I knew, I knew it wasn't good. Um, and, and that I just didn't, I didn't want to accept it, I guess. I just, it felt so, it suddenly feels so, so sudden, like this big hole now that you guys played a couple of radio clips. And I'm like, I can still hear him saying my name when we would go on air, like so vividly. And so like, I just knew we were a teammate and um, that meant a lot to me. 
Yeah, no, everybody's crushed for Parker. We all are hurting for him as much as we're hurting for ourselves. I know that the, the only solace I take is that um, Jeff's parents, George and Sandy, mm-hmm. are there for Parker as well. And the testament to the man that they raised, Jeff Dickerson, gives me confidence that Parker will be in good hands because mm-hmm. because JD was, again, the one of the best people I knew in my life. And, um, you know, to lose him at such a young age, it's hurting us all today, and we're celebrating his life with you guys. But, um, like I said, everybody feels for Parker. There is the GoFundMe page that Jesse's mentioned multiple times, Parker's Fund. Check it out if you have the means and want to go ahead. But, um, you know, for his parents as well, because this is devastating, George and Sandy, I just want to tell them they uh, they raised the finest man possible. Incredible. Yeah, they certainly yeah, did. And, and and I you know, want to commend you guys at ABC7 last night. You, know, you mentioned... Um, you can't believe it's true. That's just another moment where it hit me just to see a tribute to my mm-hmm. my buddy Jeff Dick on on mm-hmm. ABC Seven and then on Sports Center this morning. It's just surreal. It really is because mm-hmm. even as late as Saturday, as recently as Saturday, he was mm-hmm. himself. Still, he was mm-hmm. himself. He was talking. He was joking. He was hugging. But we knew, obviously, being at hospice, that that, that was going to be short lived. But it, it's all very sad and surreal and. I'm just hoping we're, we're, we're all helping each other through this, you know, that it's cathartic for all of us and the listeners totally. and, and, the, and the people listening, obviously, as well. Yeah, get through it together. I know that um, Jeff would not love that we're fussing so much <laughs> over him, but um, yeah. he deserves it for sure. I know that after another thing that I, I like, he altered my life a little bit, like after Caitlin passed and we were talking about just different things to get your your life and finances in order. And I mean, he was like, here, call my agent, who's now my agent. And he's like, here, call my financial planner and get your stuff together. You and Ray, you've got to get it together. And then even when I talked to him last week, he said all the things that as parents, we don't want to think about, but he was like, you've got to get your living will and guardianship and get it all done now. He's like, I'm telling you, get it all done now. And it just, it crushed me because I knew he was going through that when it was so eminent. And that just, if anyone is, is, is hearing that, like, Yes, just make sure that your most important things are taken care of. And, and Jeff taught us to value those things because that's what meant the most to him. He loved his job, and he was so stupid good at it. But he, more than anything, wanted to be the best dad he could be and the best husband he could be and so supportive of Caitlin and loving her through her pain. And um, and now we, we need to love Parker through his. And we love you, Dion. Thanks for jumping on and sharing some memories. We will see you in the coming days, I'm sure. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dion. Be well. That's Dion Miller from ABC7. Does such a great job, and we're closely with Jeff as they covered the Bears uh, often together. Uh, Jesse Rogers and Jeff Miller here till 10. Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen will take over at that point. We'll continue with you, 312-332-3776. If you want to remember Jeff Dickerson with us, give us a call. Sarah Spain will join us. She hosted many shows with Jeff coming up after 930. Stay tuned right here on ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000. You guys and your liqueur. I, I can't drink that stuff. I can't Keep drink it like simple. I used to either. A little beer, a little wine, maybe a little sparkling wine. But you guys and your drinks. Sparkling wine? Sparkling wine. I mean, wine. you didn't really just say that, did you? I mean, now you crossed the line. Why? What do you mean sparkling wine? That elitist Carmen ripping on Jeff. We're back. (laughs) 
Jesse JD Rogers. Man of, JD always a man of the people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Carmen, not so much. Jesse Rogers, Jeff Miller, sitting in for Cap and Jay Hood as we remember the great Jeff Dickerson, great colleague, great friend, great teammate, great Bears reporter, great person. Simple as that. Sarah Spain will join us a little bit after 930. 312-332-3776, the number if you want to jump in. And it's so interesting to me, Jeff, none of us have talked about this beforehand, right? I mean, and, and we're hearing these stories that's kind of all fit about you know, Dion talking about advice he gave to her. What did I say about some of the stories I told earlier that same thing? We had the same job as a reporter at the station and for for ESPN out of Bristol. And so we had, this, we had similar needs and wants and complaints. Right. But he whenever we talk, he'd be the voice of reason to me, the voice of calmness. And I, we're sort of hearing different versions of that all morning long. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning even more, but it all makes sense to me. Well, and, and you know, we, when we began the show today, I said, you know, it's a, a little less bright in the world today for all of us because that's, you know, we lost a friend who we, you know, if we got, we were, we were lucky enough to have the opportunity to spend time with JD, um, some longer than others, you know, some listeners out there didn't get a chance to actually interact with him, but they knew him from the radio and the way he interacted with us and, it's a truly special medium that so many he touched so many people just from his work that they heard, whether it was on the radio on ESPN 1000, ESPN national uh, radio shows, or you know through whatever he did, whether it was as an analyst for Loyola basketball, or you know maybe they knew him as a, a huge Illini fan and they ran into him at some watch party because he he did love it, especially when times were going well for the Illini and they were making deep runs into the NCAA tournament. Um, he was you know oftentimes out and about and people could uh celebrate with him and so if you had a chance to know jd you know just how special a person he was um and you know like i I keep saying it a better person than he was uh reporter and he was a great great reporter and so that just goes to show you um the one thing i'll take away and how i'm choosing to try and honor his memory is he was an inspiration for me and uh the way he lived his life he uh, he would frequently go out of his way to make sure that he was connecting with you, whoever you was, you know, whether it was me, whether it was you, Jesse, whether it was all these people who we've talked to, all the people we heard yesterday who shared their feelings. I know, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, we haven't really had a chance to let him talk yet, but Tyler Aki, who's producing the show, he's young in this business. Tyler, I, I know you felt fondly of JD as well, no doubt about it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you, you want to talk about one of the most reliable people, too. I mean, Pulling back the curtain here, there were a couple mornings where I'd forgotten to, to book JD for the pregame show, and, and I'd get a text from Jeff, and he'd say, hey, what time's JD on? And I'd be like, oh, crap. Yeah. And it was one of those things, like, you almost just took it for granted. He was always going to be there for you Big time. when you needed him. And, and you'd text him, and he'd get back to you right away and be like, yep, you bet. Like, I'll, I'll be on with you guys at, at 1030 or, or whatever time we were going to have him on. And, and he was mm-hmm. just the best and was always there for you always asking how you were doing in the little conversation that you would have on the phone with him right before he'd go on with you guys let's let's uh go to our listeners and and get some memories or thoughts from them joey and lyle you're on espn 1000 what's up joey gentlemen of the press good morning and well wishes on such a difficult day for you thank you 
uh, I, like so many others, had what I like to refer to as the one-sided relationship with Jeff. Mm -hmm. Uh, He talked to me and couldn't hear me when I would (laughs) talk back. (laughs) Having said that, listening to, I was driving home last night when the the news came out, uh, I, like so many others, was not aware of his condition. And after hearing all of the stories of people who later on did find out I can only think of, of this to say about him, uh, and I'm going to misquote Aristotle, uh, <laughs> saying that uh, knowledge begins with the knowing of oneself. And Jeff Dickerson embodied that statement uh, it, just in the conversations that he had recently. So I do want to say that although I will miss him greatly for everything that he brought, congratulations to you guys as a station as a whole for doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing today and honoring your friend in doing what he would want you to do so very very well so take solace in the fact that we all touch so many lives and sometimes we take for granted those lives that we touch and in the positions that you hold as members of the media you touch so many more than you think and so many more than you think are moved by what you do. And, of course, that is the entire point, is to do something that moves emotions to action. So congratulations to all of you for doing such a wonderful job. And please accept my deepest condolences on such a difficult day for you all. Thank you, Joey. That was very well said, and we appreciate it. It's not just us who are suffering and and. and enduring this loss i think it's all the listeners who you're right joey he talked to you you didn't necessarily talk back you may have yelled at the radio but we know that you felt for him in the same in a different way but in a similar fashion that that we did this this affection this love for him because he was so good at his job he was so friendly and i think that came across on the radio as good as anyone that's done it yeah no, and and i i I truly do believe whenever because we we do it all the time where we'd have JD on and then, you know, whatever show he was on, all of a sudden, you know, either the start or at the end, he'd, you know, let us in a little bit and tell us what was going on with him and Parker. And listen, he's he wasn't perfect where he was human and there were there were always some moments where he'd be like, Man, Parker's a, a bundle of energy, man. I can't get right now. I need him to eat breakfast, but he won't get <laughs> off of Fortnite. He look, he's a he was an eleven year old yeah, kid. He yeah. is an eleven year old kid, and JD was uh, raising him on his own for the last couple of years. And he, but the the brilliant thing was that he'd let you in, but it as soon as he let you in, he let you, you know he'd give you also a glimmer of listen. I you could tell. Whatever he was talking about, however he was feeling, if it was frustration that every father feels when they're trying to raise their – do the best thing – the best they possibly can. Even though it may not be – you know, it's not written down in a book. There's no actual playbook you can go off of. You, sometimes you just learn as you go. And J.D. would let out a little bit of frustration, but he would also then immediately share with you the fact that Parker was clearly the light in his life. And it was – like I said, so inspirational the way he loved that kid. And um, we're all heartbroken for him today as we are ourselves because we've all lost a dear friend. And all I can keep reiterating, reiterating Jesse, is that um, try and honor J.D. 
by living your life the way he did, which was constantly, constantly giving to others. And whatever interaction he had, he would listen to you, he would talk to you, and he would truly be present in that conversation and offer up words of wisdom, words of advice, or just be there to be a listening, uh, a sounding board for you and maybe help you along. And there's not enough people like that, and that's why I think J.D. truly was such a special person is because he was always present in the moment when he was talking to you. Well said. Let's go to Lewis in Morton Grove. You're on ESPN 1000. Lewis. Good morning, gentlemen. Obviously, it's a hard day for you guys there at the station, but, uh, but first and foremost, it's harder for his family. My condolences go out to Jessica's family. Um, obviously, I've never met the guy. I've never got to speak to him personally, but I am a huge fan of uh, uh, Cap and Jay Hood's show. Cap, I speak with Cap and uh, Danny a lot. Uh, they know me as soon as I say this, uh, as soon as they hear my voice. So um, one thing I am going to miss about Jeff is that, or JD, is that uh, whenever he was on the show, he'll bring Cap's fandom down when it comes to the Bears. You know what I mean? Like it's preseason, it's like, oh, we got this. We're going to win. We're going to go to the playoffs. And JD is like, all right, man, hold on. Just calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? And so he, he was always uh, – blunt he was always straightforward he'll he wouldn't steer you wrong um just listening to the guy was awesome you know i listen to this radio station more than i do my wife you know what i mean <laughs> i mean that's not, that's, not, that's not a lot to say but you know I, I i understand that i don't meet you guys personally sometimes uh unless there's an event and i'll show up and i get and uh and i get to meet you guys but at the end of the day man um, you guys are what makes my morning go you 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 know listening to sports is something that i love and um, you know, whenever there's a tragedy like this, um, you know, it, it's hard. And I, and I get and I understand uh, Judge J.D. was talent. I, I, I hear I know talent when I hear it and I know talent when I see it. And he's, he's going to be missed by all of you guys, all his family. But, yeah, he will be missed by the fans as well. So I could do this to you guys. Keep up the good work. I, I love the fact that you guys are strong during all of this and, and celebrating his life the way it should be. So you guys have a good one to stay strong. All right. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you for Lewis, yeah. thank to thank you to all the listeners for helping us through it. And 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 Jeff Miller. Uh, speaking of cap, Tyler's got a little cap and JD exchange as, as we go to break. You guys just have a great rest of your day. We appreciate and it, Cap. If if anyone calls you tonight, mm-hmm. if Brian Billick calls you back, if you hear from like um, Matt Polian, Matt, if 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 uh, Dan Orlovsky calls you, mm-hmm. if uh, you hear from uh, Jeff George. Whoever calls you tonight to tell you tell you that they like Trubisky over Foles, please text me and let me know, okay? I will wake you up. And by the way, I can just promise that all of the negative people in the world, if the Bears had done what the Patriots did this morning, oh my God, they would be going up there with shotguns for Ryan Pace. The Patriots gave up a second round pick in October from Mohamed Sanu and released him this morning. If Ryan had done that trying to win, oh my God, they would have Pushed him off the top of the building. But well, it's Bill Belichick. Uh, he admits his mistakes and he moves on. Whatever. Well, he also has won how many Super Bowls? I'm not Cap. talking about I'm talking about Cap, that have to do this again. Okay, I have to have to do this again. Here, that, hang on a second. Cap, uh, we gotta six go. and ten. Three we, and thirteen. We gotta go. Five and a lot. Bye, J.D. Love you. There he is, Jeff Dickerson. Now, back to more Cap and J-Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. It is time for his two guys to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan. Is it me? 
Or are Dickerson and Hood on all weekend, every weekend, on ESPN Radio? We're back on this Wednesday morning remembering the career and life of our good friend and colleague, Jeff Dickerson. I'm Jesse Rogers, along with Jeff Meller. Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen will be along at 10. Cap and Jay Hood here at 1. Fred Eudner at 4. And Bleck and Abdallah at 6. We're just going to have a full day of local programming. As we remember Jeff Dickerson with you, 312-332-3776. And our next guest, Jeff, worked closely with uh, Jeff Dickerson, hosted many shows with him, and is a... uh, is part of the family as well. Sarah Spain joins us right here on ESPN 1000. Sarah, good morning. Um, tell us about your emotions today. Yeah, um, it's getting a little better. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to listen, but I don't know if you guys heard the news that um, ESPN has said they are going to take care of Parker's college tuition. Wow. And they are they are changing the name to the McClure Dickinson Foundation, uh, Dickerson Foundation. Um so just things like that and seeing the way people have reacted to the GoFundMe, um, you know, we're all so upset about Jeff, and, and it, it's hard knowing that just a few weeks ago he still sounded so so good and, and felt like he was doing so well. So it's it's a shock even as you started to hear the news that things had turned. But I think, um, you know, I was at ESPN 1000 when, when he first heard about Caitlin, and at that point it was just um, – you know, it was just a, a, a small cancer in her finger, and I don't think mm-hmm. anybody could have imagined um, that it would have been a fight for, for seven or eight years of her life. And, of course, we never could have imagined that this would happen. So, you know, the element of Parker and, and being so worried about him and knowing how much Jeff cared about him, I think, is what's hitting a lot of us so hard. Um, and then, of course, like, you just you look at the memories people have of J.D., and, of course, they, they all align that he brought everybody together, that he always had a huge smile on his face, but he wasn't, for those who didn't know him personally, he wasn't cheesy happy, right? <laughs> I mean, he, right, yeah. he was not um, fake happy, uh, walk into a room, um, especially not when I would be optimistic about the Bears every year and have him on my show and he would he'd crush my heart and my hopes <laughs> with realism, uh, which he did every year. There was like one year where he, he guessed wrong and he was, he was not as positive as he should have been just a couple years ago with uh, some fluke Matt Nagy plays that seemed not to exist anymore <laughs> and some good defense by Fangio. Uh, they had a better year than expected, and that was the one year I got to tell him, you know, I was right, I was right, they're good. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, J.D. and I used to host together. Uh, we jokingly call ourselves the franchise. Uh, we were the thing that was holding ESPN 1000 <laughs> up. Uh, that was, of course, a joke because we were filling in on odd weekend hours when not very many people were listening. Uh, I was just, I was just getting my start, and he was moving from, you know, producing and just and beat reporting to, to getting some reps as a, as a host as well. Um, we also did, you know, magical appearances at places like Hooters uh, together, <laughs> um, which clearly I miss dearly now that I'm no longer doing local radio. Um, yeah, he was a really, really good guy, and I don't—I can't think of a single person who who didn't like him. Um, so yeah, I think it's just—it's just a shock, even when you when you hear. And you know, he did a lot of fill-in shows with me on, on Spain and Company and Spain and Fitz, um, and of course, that was our go-to guy for Bears hits. But um, when he would come fill in the show, we would literally spend all of our breaks talking about Parker and who was who were his favorite players, which jerseys was he asking for, how was he doing in sports. Um, and also just it was, you know, the rare times that J.D. even for a second would sort of admit that it was hard um, to be a single dad 
and to get help with Parker and to to balance everything and then how much time he was spending coaching and working with him. And um, I don't think people ever really understood because he was so um, tough about it, um, how difficult it is not only to lose your wife, but then to have to be everything to your son who's, who's also grieving and going through it. So um, it's, everyone has said it and Waddle said it so, so great in that Kevin Seifert article, but he just never complained. And people go through so much less and feel so sorry for themselves and somehow he just never did. No, that's a great point. And we should mention the, uh, the Kevin Seifert article. If you want to read a well-done obituary, I'm sure a tough one to write, please go to ESPN.com. Um, Kevin worked with, with Jeff, knew Jeff very well, and, and, and wrote a wonderful, wonderful obituary. Visiting with Sarah Spain here on ESPN 1000, and he certainly gave off that vibe. We talked to Dion about it, that he was going to beat this. He sounded well. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he did his treatments, correct me if I'm wrong, on, on the Bears off days. That's what he told me a while ago on Tuesdays. You know, he was, he was handling it at least outwardly, but we know it was yeah. much tougher than that. And I think one of the signs that things started to go the wrong direction was that he started being willing to have people talk about it. And from the beginning, um, you know, he didn't want to go right. public because he didn't want to worry Parker, and he didn't want to make Parker's life any less normal than it had to be for any longer. And, um, you know, I, I had, he had done the show just a couple weeks ago, and I had been following up on the Aaron Rodgers stuff because I was particularly furious about him being in press availability without a mask because of J.D., you know, and he's not the only one. There are other people in that press room but I remember thinking, this is someone I know that's personally going through chemo and fighting something, and you don't care because it's all about you and your pseudoscience BS. And I remember asking JD, I, you know, I don't think you're, you've told people yet, but I imagine you know it frustrates you even more. And he said, yeah. And and I and I knew at that point he still wasn't talking about it, so I didn't say anything. But that was part of my anger there. And um, when I found out that people. We're visiting him, and that he it, it was being talked about publicly. It really, it really worried me, and obviously for good reason now because that meant, um, you know, he sort of knew. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was uh, he was all the times he filled in hosting, all the times he came on and did hits. It, it sounded like he was going to beat it, and um, you know, the guys going to visit him last week. Even then, he was still making plans and talking about how he'd, he'd be there for a while. And he was really fighting for that for that chemo um, on Tuesday, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you guys know he was he was around. Uh, he had his hands in everything at one thousand and back at ESPN Chicago and JD went, or I mean Jeff when you were uh, sorry, um, okay Jesse when you were covering everything. Um, and you guys kind of all had your different beats. And I heard Friedel talking with the guys last night. Um, it's it's pretty remarkable and not surprising based on. Um, the work that he did all over the place, how many people are, are feeling this today. But um, just if you're on social media and, and you're looking at all the people, all the different reporters and all the different people who worked with him, um, what an incredible legacy to have left of people who are, are deeply sad and hurt and um, just remember him so fondly. Like just so many of the same kind of ideas. He was just kind of used universally. The thing that brought people together and also um, – just what a hard worker he was and how fair and honest he was, um, even when it was, you know, crushing our hopes and dreams about the Bears. 
Sarah Spain joining us here on ESP 1000 as we're celebrating the life of Jeff Dickerson, who unfortunately passed away yesterday at the age of 44 due to complications from colon cancer. I'm Jeff Miller along with Jesse Rogers. We're remembering JD all day today here on ESP 1000. Sarah, you uh, you talked a lot about the uh, outreaching that we've seen on social media. Everybody's just uh, grief stricken because. If you knew him in any way, and I know a lot of our listeners just knew him through the radio, and they've talked a lot about how he touched them, but if you had the opportunity to meet J.D. in person and actually had a relationship, it is so apparent from everything we're seeing out there that it was not an act. It was truly he was inspirational, he was graceful, and I I said it time and time again this morning – the one thing that strikes me about J.D. is that he gave more than he took to every relationship that he had. Even when we were all worried about him asking him how he was doing, we'd always hear, oh, he'd give us an update, but then he'd quickly turn it around and ask you how you were doing, what he could do, what was going on. what. And that was just Jeff Dickerson. As good a person and reporter as he was, he was a far better person. Yeah. And I think, you know, Courtney Cronin, who I've hosted a lot with, she fills in a lot on my show as well. Um, in that Kevin Seifert article shared, you know, just how important it was that he was willing to be a mentor to her as a reporter trying to, to go from just being a beat reporter to adding the radio side of things. And, um, you know, I think back, I, I have memories in my, um, in, in my memory bank from over a decade ago of just getting started in the business and how patient and kind and helpful JD was, whether that was when we were hosting together and he was teaching me the ropes of how to do it, um, whether that was, you know, giving me insight on the bears um, so that I, I could make sure that I was being, you know, accurate and, and informed. Um, and you're right. He was so willing to, to go out of his way to help other people. And, and he, you know, um, I, I think one of the things that a lot of players have said was how fair he was. And, and you know, I, I, I think somebody like J.D., as much as he would uh, acknowledge how kind and patient and thoughtful and considerate he was, he would also want us to say that he was really sarcastic and he loved to have a good time. Because I know people get sort of turned a little vanilla when they're gone because everyone just wants to talk about how great they were. And that's so true about him. And he was always a smile and a laugh and, hey, guys. Uh, but he also was really funny and could be sardonic. And um, he, he definitely loved to have a good time. I know a lot of the stories about the bachelor parties yesterday proved <laughs> that, including using Friedel's shirt as a barbecue rag for his mouth um, and forgetting where he lived. But he was he was so kind, but he was also very funny. And, and you know, when, when it was necessary, he had a good edge to him um, that, was, that was entertaining. Sarah, thank you so much for picking up the phone. We knew you'd have some some nice memories and thoughts about J.D., who you hosted many shows with. We appreciate the time and hope you're well. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Thank you. That's Sarah Spain, part of our ESPN family. Jeff, it's been, uh, um, I don't know, it feels like it's been an eight-hour show but uh, in some ways, yeah. but it's been an enjoyable time with you and our listeners and our guests talking about J.D., remembering J.D., mourning J.B., celebrating J.D. It's all wrapped up into one and to do it on the airwaves is, is, is strange, but also cathartic. And um, I appreciate the time with you. We're going to talk to, uh, um, you know, Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen coming up in a few moments. But but we appreciate everybody listening and, and, and joining us as well as we we talk about our good friend and, and colleague. I, I hope I hope it meant something to you, Jeff, because it certainly did for me. Oh, of course. Like you said, it's um, more than anything today feels like 
it is for us and for the <laughs> listeners because everybody I think we've had on has stated like JD would be, um, you know, he, he'd be blushing and he'd be saying yeah. like, I can't believe you guys are making so much of this because that's the type of person he was. And uh, I'll continue to say it all day long, man. Um, you, you all know how good he was as a person. I'm sorry, as a reporter. Um, you don't reach the heights that he reached to become the Bears reporter for NFL Nation for ESPN and to be a host on you know ESPN Radio with so many different people like he was without being great at your job. But far greater than that is the legacy as a person that he leaves behind and the impact that he made on not just my life but everybody who ever had the opportunity to have an actual meaningful interaction with him it was it was so impactful and that's uh you know i keep going keep going back to thinking of all my time with him and just how he would always put a smile on my face you know no matter what it was no matter what type of day it was if it was a difficult day and he had such perspective about everything um you know sarah talked about her optimism about the bears and cap can be you know in the bag <laughs> oftentimes for the bears and then conversely sylvie can be what seems like sometimes extremely hard on the bears mm-hmm. jd the, the consummate professional even keeled about everything could bring everybody back in a way where you know it just it it, it was grounding it worked to have worked. him as the bears reporter and um it was also very meaningful to call him a friend absolutely well said that's jeff miller jesse rogers here till 10 while sylvie and carmen are on deck stay tuned this is espn 1000 this is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. All right, JD, we'll uh, go check out that uh, the uh, media spread that they're going to offer up at SoFi Stadium and uh, report back to us uh, later well, on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty from you uh, on ESPN 1000. Jeff, here's the beauty of this. Yes. Already scouted it out. Filet uh-huh. mignon fajitas. <gasps> Just saying. Oh, I mean, so yeah, it's not like the meatball sandwiches we get at Soldier Field. <laughs> but I mean, and they have co- they have packaged prepackaged cob salad. Stop they have like, it. A, like a variety of things. You know what? I'm going to snap a picture and send to you guys. Yes. Not, yes. I, I, that's Tweet it out, JD. Thing. I'm not trying to step on Ross's feet. He loves the, the media meals across the country. But if you saw what they have here. <laughs> it's I, unbelievable. T- so, t- I'm going to go. Yeah, J- JD, tweet it out. Uh, we will retweet you and tag Rob Domofsky as well. Oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't. No, Ross, uh, Ross Tucker will get mad at me. He has more right. the market. On Listen, the, it's your uh, first time there. I dining think... experiences from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. But I will text Rob privately to see where his level of agitation is at on a scale of 1 to 10. Usually on a good day, he's at a 7. Today, I'm going to guess he's probably at about a 13 or 14. What, a couple months ago? Was that the pregame show? Was that, what yeah, that was, was that? Uh, that was the opener. That was the opener, opener because if you'll remember, that was the night or the day that the Packers oh, that's right, were the Rams. Just housed by the Saints and the Bears had played, were playing the Sunday night. So we were joking earlier in the interview about how uh, upset Rob Domofsky probably was that he watched that debacle <laughs> unfold in, I believe they played in Jacksonville that day. And it was just a weird day. And uh, JD was taking in the sights at SoFi and giving us a. Uh, you know, just a play-by-play of what it was and what it like, looked like and how magnificent it was, and he was totally smitten. And I remember earlier, too, he was talking about some of the candy that was available to the press and how he was going to sneak some home to Parker. Um, and just, uh, yeah, that's the uh, way I choose to remember J.D., well, man. He well, was just so full of life, man. That segment hit, hits home because those of us that have been on the road as reporters could write a book on the best uh, road cities for food or stadiums for food, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so hearing filet mignon, I, I never got that on the road in baseball. I'll tell you that much. 
Uh, I mean, we talked, we joked about how uh, you know that this could be what um, Arlington Heights, if the Bears do it right, you know. I mean, obviously, so no, far it'll is, still be meatballs, meatballs for the press. Trust nevertheless, me. Nevertheless, <laughs> like you know, you have something to shoot for, something to attain to be, just like uh, we can all choose to attain and uh, to live our lives a little bit closer to the way JD did, always making an impact on people that he um, that he interacted with. All right. Well, we're going to start to wrap this thing up and just hand it off to Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen at, at ten o'clock. We're not going to do any. Any sort of crosstalk. Um, they'll, be, they'll be with you for the next three hours. Then Cap and Jay Hood from 1 to 4. Fred Hubner from 4 to 6. Bleck and Abdallah from 6 to 8. And I just wanted to reiterate a couple things. It just just that, that hospice thing. It, it, if, if you have a chance to see someone in hospice, someone you love, someone you care about, do it. Do it. We A few of us were able to do that. And it meant the world to us. I hope it meant a lot to JD. So I just hearing that from Carmen and Sylvia yesterday and Waddle, it was just like, yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. I went the day after them. Um, and it was wonderful to see Jeff and he was his old self up until, you know, late this weekend as recently as this weekend. The other thing I just, to reiterate just my personal thing with Jeff, you know, whenever I see a breakdown in his own defense, I'm going to look up and say, I told you so Dickerson, I told you so, but I'm going to be hearing his voice saying to me, don't be naive, Jesse. Don't be naive. Okay? The zone defense stops as many touchdowns as it gives up. Because that was my thing with him. I always would complain about how sure. the Bears would blow a zone defense, a assi- defensive assignment, and, and, and there'd be a touchdown. And he'd say, calm Forgetting. down. You don't, forgetting, you don't, nobody plays man to man the whole game, Jesse. That's what he was Forgetting all the interceptions that Brian Erlacher would right. have as he dropped back in the exactly. cover two. And, like, you know. Yeah, of course. That's just you, though. The uh, naive football fan who didn't know the X's and O's like JD. We're going to miss him so much, man, um, here at ESPN 1000. He was truly an inspiration to us all. And um, I just want to say, again, uh, for all of us, you know, I feel like it's a little bit dimmer today than it was, but hopefully the memories will help brighten up, brighten them for all of us just a little bit. And um, I'm going to continue to say it. Use JD as your inspiration. And you know what? To your point, Jesse, don't even. Don't even wait for hospice. Don't forget to tell the ones you yeah. love how how much they mean to you, because you just never know. You know, time waits for no man. So you you know, use JD as your inspiration in that regard. Say I love you to all the ones who are closest to you, and um, do what he did. Make time and be present when you're having an interaction with someone, because that's the one thing I'll say about him above all else. He was always there. Um, taking in what you were saying and remembering it, making mental notes, and he would uh, the next time you spoke with them, he'd have a recall and he'd have a conversation with you and ask you how you were doing, what was going on in your life, and that's the reason we're taking it all so hard today. Because as good as a reporter and uh, uh, television personality that he was, he was a far better person. Absolutely, a couple things you should know about. Um, there's a GoFundMe site or fund, whatever you want to call it, for his son, Parker. It's called Parker's Fund. You can find it at GoFundMe, Parker's Fund. The other thing is Obvious Shirts. I think we all know about Obvious Shirts. Um, They've put out a line already of JD shirts. We saw a few pictures of it, silhouette of a bear, and then just Mm -hmm. JD, the initials JD on the front. There's a hoodie, there's a T-shirt, several different looks to it. So go to Obvious Shirts to purchase a JD sweatshirt or or uh hoodie or whatever whatever else they've they've put out and we want to thank dan uh, yeah and all the proceeds of that do go to uh the dickerson family so absolutely absolutely we want to thank dan weederer from the tribune for joining us uh dan mcneil 
Dion Miller, Sarah Spain for all their memories and stories about the one and only Jeff Dickerson. And we say, Jeff, rest in peace. Thanks, Jeff, for sitting with me. And we'll talk soon. Have a happy and safe New Year, everybody. Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen are next right here on ESPN 1000.